Welcome to Life with Lori, coming to you direct from Gray Street at Morningside, USA. And now, here's your host, Lori Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life with Lori. I am so excited today to introduce someone who is extraordinary and has an amazing call of God on her life and is fulfilling it. And her name is Pastor Kim Owens. Pastor Kim and her husband, Paul, who is actually sitting here, um, is just, they're just amazing people. And I am excited because I have heard about this couple for a while now. And um, I've heard about this church that they have in Peoria, Arizona, which is the Phoenix area. Everybody, you know that watch the show on a regular basis. That's where I was born and raised. And um, so it's very, it's just, I'm so excited that God is moving in such a massive way at the, the church Fresh Start in Peoria, Arizona. So I want to introduce you to Pastor Kim Owens. It is an honor to have you. Thank it really you. is. Thank you for having me. You're a mighty woman of God. And, and we we had we did a Jim Baker show. And boy, did you preach. I mean, you are a preacher, obviously. <laughs> but but you have a new book out. Well, actually, maybe a year or two. Three years. Three years three old. Years. Yeah. But it is so powerful. It's called Doorkeepers of Revival, Birthing, Building, and Sustaining Revival. And one of my dear, one of my dearest friends that I've known uh, since I gave, you know, completely surrendered my life to the Lord back on Easter Sunday, 1989, is Julie. And love you, Julie. And thank you for always praying for me and supporting me. And look who's here. Your pastor is here. Isn't that amazing? And so, um, but, you know, I'll, all of that to say is that, you know, we talk about doorkeepers. Yeah. And so, first of all, you moved to the val- Valley of the Sun, right. Phoenix, Arizona, right. uh-huh. in 97. Yes. yes. And I, I, we just passed, you yes, know, we because did. I, I left in 98 yeah. and, and born and raised there. Um, so I was 40, 41 years old, and that's when I met Mary Jim Baker, right. and the rest is history. Yeah. But um, all that to say that you, you went to the Valley, mm-hmm. and... Started this church, or you took yes. over? We the assumed the church. We're the second pastors of the church, so it was about, uh, I think, about 20, 20-ish years old when we took it, mm-hmm. and so we've been there 26 years now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we came in 1997, and um, uh, I say in the book that the Lord brought us there. We didn't realize it for a number of years, yeah. but to be doorkeepers of revival. And the okay. reason why I what's say- that mean, doorkeeper? Okay. What's that mean? The reason why I say that is because the pa- the founding pastors had such a spirit of revival on them. Mm. Um, they were evangelists, but today we would call them revivalists. They just, they love to stir people to worship, to pray, uh, to be in the presence of the Lord. So a doorkeeper of revival, kind of leaving our story and our journey there for a minute, but a doorkeeper of revival is one, Lori, who will hold the door open for the presence of God, first of all, in their personal life, and then in their family, in their home, Mm -hmm. and then in their church, of course, and then even beyond that, I believe, in regions and territories and in nations. God needs doorkeepers of revival across America today like never before. That's right. Um, He needs them in the nations of the earth. What do I do as a doorkeeper? There's a lot 
to be said there, but the bottom line is this, is that you're a, you're a, 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 a zealous, fervent worshiper, passionate pursuer of Jesus, of his person and his purposes in the earth. And you stand at the door, spiritual door, uh, uh, if you will, holding that door open. How to hold it open? You hold it open with your prayer. You hold it open with your worship. You hold it open with your pursuit of the Lord. You hold, hold it open so the word of God can come into your life, your family, and your region. And that's how you're a doorkeeper. And we literally, literally can host, can birth and host revival if we commit to being these doorkeepers. It says, you know, no matter what, I'm going to hold this door open so the presence of the Lord can manifest. That's, that's a key word, so can manifest in this place. That's so excellent. You know, Larry Sparks, um, who's with Destiny Image, yeah. and of course, they. this is their book. But Larry is one of the first people that w- he came to. He was at, we were at Morningside. He's like, Laura, you got to hear, because God really, he, here he travels all over the, the nation and world mm-hmm. and is around, you know, mm-hmm. the greatest of the great. He said, right. Lori, something happened to me at Fresh Start Church. Mm-hmm. And he literally had an encounter yes, he did. that changed his life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, so Larry, and also Pastor John Kilpatrick, one yes. of our, we love Pastor John Kilpatrick yes. and yes. Brenda, one of our dearest friends. And he did the forward to your he book. Did. He and did. It's like you said in the green room, um, you said that Pastor John, he just carries revival. He carries revival. He carries the glory. And he was so gracious to do that. And, uh, you know, he, he's his part of our story. His name is in the beginning, his his mm-hmm. presence and his voice, I guess I should say, in our life. My, my husband and I in our church was in the very pre stages of just a few months of revival breaking out. Now, the, t- the book tells the journey of us turning into revival and, and the desperation and the prayer and the, you know, everything, the corporate adjustment and everything in our church and stuff. But Pastor John said something very significant to us, Lori, um, on Pentecost Sunday of 2015. Now, revival broke out in 2015 uh, in our in our church, and we're sustaining it now, seven and a half years, That's going amazing. on eight years. That's amazing. But Pastor John said something very, uh, very, very uh, pivotal to my husband and I. This was after the service that day, and we were eating lunch, and he said, your church is in the threshold of revival. And so that word threshold became a really big deal to us. And uh, so my husband and I took that very seriously because he's a general of revival. Yes, yes. Um, if, if a general of revival like that, that has literally uh, birthed and hosts a, a nation shaking revival like Brownsville, right. uh, Pensacola outpouring, mm-hmm. then you're going to listen to him. You, you know. Believe. So my husband and I begin to pray into it and think into it. We're like, well, if we're in the threshold of revival, we're not going to just stand here. We're going to cross over. Yes. And so the Lord began to give us great principles and revelation and what it means to not only be in the threshold of revival, what, how do you cross over? And so a lot of those revelatory points are, are written about in the book there and talked about, but they are. it's just in, in, incredibly crucial that you understand you got to cross thresholds. But Pastor John said that to us and we grabbed it and we said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to preach into it. We're going to pray and we're going to cross this threshold. Oh. Well, and we did, August and, of that year. And it happened. Yes. And he saw it. He knew it because he carries revival. And I, I can hear him saying that to yes. you right now. Yes. Seriously, I really can. Um, you know, something you said in here, just at the very beginning, page 19, I, I write in here and I wrote, use on life with Lori. So this is for you. I didn't mm-hmm. even use it on Jim Baker's show. I couldn't get a word in. But anyway, it's okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. So anyway, I love how you talk. You talk about being marked by God, yeah. Yeah. and you really go into it. And mm-hmm. I mean, this book is very meaty. It's you, there. There really isn't any fluff and puff. Yeah. There's a lot of fluff and puff in books, and that's okay. That's it's just mm-hmm. that you know this. This is needed. I believe now more than it was three years ago mm-hmm. because Amen. of the day and age that we are sure. living in and, mm-hmm. and in and this country. Mm-hmm. But one thing you wrote in here that I love was about being, you know, uh, marked by God and him alone. It may require an identity change, lifestyle change, yeah. and church structural changes yeah. as you consistently encounter spiritual thresholds yeah. that demand more sacrifice of flesh, and more wrestling in the spirit. When you reach this point, you have become his house. You're now a gate, an entry point, a doorkeeper for revival. Now, what's so powerful about it? I wrote in here, my experience. So on Easter Sunday, 1989, when I decided to go back to church, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm full. I've done done everything there is to do. Mm -hmm. Whatever the world's had to offer, I've done it. Time to go. It was just time to go back to church. Mm -hmm. So when I walked in, the thing is what I realized at that moment was there was going to have to be a lot of life changes. There was going to be have a lot of of relationships. And it it may have been extreme at the time. I kind of maybe needed that Mm -hmm. at the time where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I can't talk Mm -hmm. to you about, I can't answer your call. Mm -hmm. I'm really become a, a really Asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my right, life and right. given him everything. Right. So I had to, I watched relationships go away and mm. I, I watched people say, oh, now she's trying Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's see how long Jesus lasts mm-hmm. for her. You yeah. know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And, and people going, oh, so you're just going to just volunteer your, mm-hmm. your life. You're right. just going to start, stop working. I'm right. in my early thirties. Right. You're right. just going to stop working mm-hmm. and you're going to volunteer your life to the church, mm-hmm. to the ministry. I'm like, Yes, mm-hmm. because God will supply. I yeah. can't explain it, but I just know. Yeah. And um, but I but you know I, it really is true. You have to. There has to be some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, when God marks you, you want to change. You do. Uh, because totally. the, the whole point of the marking is the presence of God touching your life. Yeah. And in that chapter, I use Jacob. And yes. Jacob got touched at two different, very significant places. And one of them was Bethel and one of them was Peniel. And he named both of those places. He named both of those because he wanted to remember them because he had been touched by God so yes. powerfully. Yes. And when God touches, there'll be a mark. There'll be a searing. There'll be a branding. Yes. There'll be a, there'll be an undeniable, um, irrefutable change in your life. Now, Jacob underwent a name change. He had, a, a, you know, as a result of one of the places, uh, Bethel, he cried out, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Well, that right there is, 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 is evidence that revival has touched down. When God marks you and you can say, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. We've got to be very, very careful marking something as Revival mm-hmm. when the presence of the Lord hasn't touched down and marked us, mm-hmm. marking and and places of, of 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 significant watershed moments are very important before you call it revival. Don't just tag your revival onto something that that is what you already are. Jacob had a life a life change and a lifestyle change, yes. and his name change, his identity change, yes. his trajectory. See, God knew that Jacob was as I I, I like to say, God knew Jacob was going 
going to be part of the big three. What is the big three? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob. We know that now, but Jacob didn't know that. Jacob knew Abraham. Jacob, of course, knew Isaac, you know, lineage and stuff. But he did not understand the trajectory that God has for Mm -hmm. his, had for his life. Mm -hmm. But when God marks you, it opens your eyes to who God wants you to be and what God wants you to become. And so, yes, there are changes. There's an identity that comes that moves you into changes. But the whole, the whole um, um, context around that is that he had a Bethel and he had a Peniel. Peniel means face of God. When you encounter the face of God, I'm going to tell you, nothing is going to stay the same. That's right. Because the fa- it's his most intimate part of who he is. That's it. So when you encounter that part of God, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to change you. It really And is. so he named Bethel and he named Peniel and then God renamed him. Mm-hmm. And so, and he became obviously the, 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 the history and the, the story with Jacob. Yeah. You know, the 12 it. tribes, et cetera. I mean, God Love wants it. to do the same in us. He does. Yes. He, he does. does. And, and, and right now in the culture we're living in, yeah. and it just seems so crazy. And, and yet at the same time, I believe that, that, that being marked yes. by him, and you really go into that being crucial. marked by yes. him mm-hmm. is crucial that people, when we walk into a place when anything they mm-hmm. they see us we're yeah. branded exactly when you exactly. explained it like oh yeah. you got to get the book you're gonna yeah. love it guys and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not kidding you mm-hmm. just a book for 25 dollars just do it you're gonna it's it, Really, and I love how you talk about mantles. Okay, uh, yes. I love mm-hmm. about. I love just mm-hmm. maybe talk a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. We begin using the word mantled, uh, mantled for revival, and this day we fight for what we're mantled to be. Uh, I start with that in the beginning of the mm-hmm. book. We begin to talk about that early in the revival, like like 2015 was when the revival visitation came, and then the mandate came to sustain the revival, and of course still doing that now. But we begin to use that verbiage, and we didn't, uh, Lori, really understand even maybe in in depth, great depth, until probably the last couple of years, even greater, mm-hmm. uh, what that means. But mm-hmm. um, but the language was already there and the understanding that this was more than just an idea. This was a mantle. We have so many models in the church today. You model uh, this type of church. You model that type of, so, you model this, you model that. But in, here's what I like to say is our mantle, our original mantle was a mantle of fire. Mm-hmm. In an upper room the, on the day of Pentecost, they were in one mind, they were in one accord. Yes. And suddenly they came a sound from heaven and a wind came and then the fire came. And the one thing that I noticed in that scripture story is that it was the fire that set upon them. It didn't say the wind set upon them. It didn't say the sound set upon them. Now I know I'm kind of being a little picky here, but if you can just give me a little uh, liberty here. It said the fire set on them. Mm-hmm. And I, when, when something is placed on you, it's a mantle. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cloak. It's a cloak. It's something God wanted to wrap his church in, and that's a mantle of fire. That mantle, I believe, of fire was the original calling of the church. That's why I say over and over mm-hmm. in doorkeepers, what, what, what do we have to do to be a doorkeeper? Doing what it takes for as long as it takes to keep the fire burning on the altar of our hearts that's and nice. in our corporate atmospheres. That fire is our mantle. It was it was dropped on the day of Pentecost, mm-hmm. dropped again in our nation at Azusa Street, right. you know, in a powerful way. 
But it it can drop in any time. We just have to take that mantle. But that mantle is the ability, the authority uh, to do everything that the calling requires, that the mantle requires. And that mantle of revival uh, that we uh, saw early in the the revival, but are just coming into the fullness even of the understanding Mm -hmm. of it, was something God says, this is more than a model. This is something. This is more than an idea mm-hmm. or an ideal. Mm-hmm. This is what I want my church to be. Yes. I, I, I birthed a church in revival fire. I'm coming back for a church in revival fire. If that's going to be the case, we have to embrace the mantle. Uh, absolutely. It's excellent. I mean, you uh, you go through her and you you help us understand in depth what you know, these these terms like fire. Yeah. A lot of people say, I can remember Larry Sparks coming after being at your church, seriously, coming to Morningside, yeah. Yeah. and he would, and we would have just hours and hours and hours meeting and just go on and on. Yeah. And he would say, fire, fire, right. fire. Right. What does that mean? Fire of God, fire of the Holy Ghost, fire, a burning, a spirit of burning, a spirit of burning. It should be normal to be on fire, burning for the Lord. Burning. It should be oh, yes. burning and the oh, inward burning. A yeah. spirit of their burning is a, a phrase uh, in Isaiah, a spirit of burning, uh, just a yearning and a burning for, for Jesus, for his presence, for his purposes, for his kingdom, for yes. his church, yes. for the lost, yes. but mostly importantly for him. Yes. So the fire comes and then the fire is okay. also, the fire also purges. Mm-hmm. So the fire burns out things that shouldn't be there. Okay. So, well, that's where people don't like. They don't like it. <laughs> no, okay, okay, Pastor yeah, Kill. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. just be real. Yeah, it's idols. hard to go yeah. through the fire. Fo- isn't it hard to go through yes. that where he's purging yes. off yes. and you're like, what? Yes. You got to yes. go through that fire. Yeah, you got to go through the fire. First yeah. of all, if you're going to have revival. And so the fire not only comes on you for a spiritual encounter, but mm-hmm. it comes on you to burn some things out. It really does. If you truly have revival, you're going to have to get flesh out of the way. You do. So fire has to come to do that. Yeah. Got to burn out every idol. Got to burn out anything that is competition with the Holy Spirit. That's it. And that's part of what the fire does. It really, oh, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just so much in this book. It's hard for me to even go into one little part here (laughs) for you. But you talk about a burning one and a baking one. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. What is that? Mean? Yeah, so a burning one, we just pretty much define that. But a burning one is bur- who is one who burns spiritually, burns uh, with fervency and zeal for for his person and his and his purposes. But a way that I put it in the book is is kind of like this: is there's a lot of people that want to identify with the fire, but they don't want to jump in the fire. Right. They want to sit sure. around the fire, but they don't want the fire to get into them. Right. They don't. They want to wear a t-shirt that says burning one, but right. really they're just a baking one. <laughs> and <Okay>. a ba- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I love you because you're just so real. Uh, you're yes, so right you have on. to be. It's I the only like way this. to be. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, a baking one way that it just kind of came to me as I was writing this, a baking one, because there's so many in the body of Christ. They want to be a part of something that's alive, mm-hmm. but they really don't want to pay the price to really burn and to really let the fire burn in them or burn things out. So we just bake. What is a, What do you do when you bake something? You, you, set the, you set the temperature, and then you just set and you bake. Mm-hmm. In other words, you're not, you, you, you set the temperature temperature, you control how hot it is, you control, uh, you know, the environment around you. But the Holy Spirit is saying, I don't want you to just bake, I want you to burn. Right. So oh. a lot of bur- baking people, but I hope to stoke the fire so that they'll burn. You, oh, you are. You read that, <laughs> get this book. It, yes, I mean, it just, it stirs you up all over again. If you're, yeah. you know, there's times where you go through these, you know, people say they go through, you know, seasons change, yeah. dry seasons, yeah, this, that. Yeah. And, but it just, it, 
it's just like we should constantly be constantly. in that passion constantly. after him, constantly. right? Constantly. After, after what he's called constantly. us. It, it never lets down. It never lets up. Uh, I, I guess I didn't say that right. You never let down, and it never lets up. Yeah. There should be a constant, tenacious pursuit. If you're mm -hmm. going to birth revival and sustain it, you have to live that mm -hmm. way. And it has to start with you. Has to. Right? Has As a to. person. Yes. And so it can spread yes. out to others. Yeah. Because revival it, spreads. Fire it, spreads. It's fire spreads like, like that. That's yes. exactly right. I mean, you have so much in here. Um, about about everything, and I just want to encourage everybody because our time is so short. I, we could go through every single one yeah. of the, these yeah. chapters, and you could teach it. But doorkeepers of revival, doorkeepers defined, marked by God. I love the mark by God. That's so cool. That when you're marked by Him, yeah. our revival story, your journey, mm -hmm. uh, the proof is in the pursuit. Yeah. Year of prayer. Year of threshold, year of identity, year of authority. These are the things that Pastor Kim teaches you in this book. Year of the release of the sound. We won't settle. Amen. Sustained uh, revivalists, a mantle yes, yes. in motion. Well diggers, mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. the, well, it's all powerful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the persistent remnant. What, yeah. Talk to us about the remnant real quick. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. There's the remnant and then there's the rest. A remnant is always a smaller piece of a larger piece. Uh, God is gathering his remnant, uh, Pastor Lori, in these last days. And these are the last days. He's gathering a yes. remnant of revivalists. Really he is. told Elijah, I have 7,000 that haven't bowed their knee to Baal. There are, there are not only 7,000 in our nation and the nations, but there's many thousands that will be the remnant. I will say it will be a smaller part of the larger piece, right. but our voices will be heard. And that part, uh, our voices will be heard and our stand will be strong. And part of the quality and the characteristic of the remnant is we will be persistent. Why do we have to be persistent? Why did I name the chapter that and talk about that? Is because in the end times, in the last time, there's going to be a pressing. Times will be perilous. We talk, you guys right. talk about it a lot. Yeah. There, you're gonna, there's going to need to be a tenacious people with a large spiritual capacity that is able to be so persistent. We see it in the church of Smyrna. We see yes. it in the church of Philadelphia right. in the book of Revelation. Right. God, Jesus is gathering that end time remnant, Smyrna and Philadelphia. He's gathering that end time remnant. And that in, one major characteristic is we will be persistent. Why do we need to be persistent? Because you have to have a capacity to push back against all resistance yes. of the enemy. It takes persistence and tenacity it, to do that. Oh so boy. that is in a nutshell what it means to be the yes. persistent remnant. It really, it really God does. is raising us up. He's yes. raising us up. Yes. And, and you're right. That's so good. I love that. Oh, if you yeah. don't mind, I'm going to borrow that. Okay. Yeah. It's a, you know, the remnant, we always talk about the remnant. Yeah. It's small. Small. But small. you said it's big in capacity. Yeah. So ratio, I mean, a ratio, but like you have the, you have the, let's just say a cloth, a piece of material, mm -hmm. then you cut a remnant off, mm -hmm. right? That's literally the Lord showed me this. I didn't have time to go so into good. it. But he said, I, he goes, I'm tearing and cutting and I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my remnant. My remnant will be chosen. Tell them to make sure to make the cut. 
to make the cut to be the remnant because mm. there will be those in the end times, I think it bears out in the Word of God, that do not make the cut. I that's know. my language. That's not Bible you're, language. No, you're my right language. on, though. And, it's <laughs> and the reason what? why is because they want to stay a part of the larger piece. But a remnant is a smaller piece of the, of the larger. But the remnant is going to have the identifying qualities that we see in the book of Revelation in those two churches, I believe, yeah, that in the so end good. times, they not only stand up under, under persecution or tribulation, but they are Revival voices and they and they preachers of righteousness in that is so that's the remnant. Good, you know what? This is right now as as Pastor Kim is speaking right now. My heart is is just really passionate about you becoming a part of that remnant. Yes, yes. You that are watching right now, Mm -hmm. that you would want that, that you would go after that. Yes, and I really feel led. Yes. Kim, if you would pray Amen. for that right now. Amen. I mean, yes, you need to come back to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You may have, have fallen away. What yeah. but to be a part of that room, there's yeah. I know there's believers. I know what I'm I know that I know yeah. that I know right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. There's people watching, they're like, I want to be a part of that room and I don't want to be Amen. that part. Will you please pray? Amen. For everybody Amen. right now. Father, I pray for those who are watching or listening yes. right now, Lord. Yes, and their heart's Lord. desire is to be the remnant church in these last days. And Lord, I pray for those, Lord, even now they're feeling a stirring in their in their in their in their spirit, in their belly, if you will, yes. uh, that they want to be uh, the voice for you in the yes. end times. In these times, Lord, where we need to speak up and, and make Jesus known. But Lord, I pray that you would give them, Lord, just a, first of all, a hunger and a desire to pursue you. Yes. Because the remnant will be known by their pursuit of Jesus. Mm. Even in the book of Acts, as it said, they saw that these unlearned men had had uh, authority because of the effect that Jesus had had on them simply by being with Jesus. Mm. Father, I pray that you would put a hunger and a desire in those watching and listening right now to be with you, that they would make the cut away from the larger piece into the remnant, oh God, for these last days, that they will rise up with the the spirit and the power of Elijah on them, that they will be bold voices that will cut through religion and they will cut yes. through status quo and they will cut through all of the things, Lord, that, that is delusional in our, in our world today. And Father, I thank you now. Just, just put, you, that, put that desperation in them, Lord God. Lord, to be such a seeker of your presence and a, and a, and a, and a, and a knower of your word in this time. Yes, and I thank Lord. you, God, solidified in them now by your spirit in Jesus' name. Mm, Amen. In Jesus' name. We agree with you. We agree Amen. That, with that prayer and we agree for you today that are watching to be a part of that remnant. I know you want to be. I do know you want to be. I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Pastor Kim obviously always wanted to be, and yeah. she became. Yeah. And and this is this is now. I mean, like you said, we are in the last of the last days. We talk about it to you all the time, yeah. Jim yeah. Baker Show. We are at the end of the end. Whatever you want to say it, we're there. Yeah. We're not just going through perilous times. They're going to come. We're walking through them right now, and this is really kind of just the beginning. Yeah. So get ready and become a part of that remnant. And I, I, it's amazing, you know, when you sometimes, if you're at the grocery store or, or wherever, I, people will just say, I, I can't explain it, but there's just like this glow around you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. Well, it's it's the Lord, you know, yeah. so that's all. I don't make a big deal, but hey, you know, it's Jesus and, yeah. and we go from there. Yeah. So yeah. it's just part of that being that remnant. And I don't understand why people wouldn't want to be a part of it. Amen. I want you to be a part. If you're watching Life with Lori, yes. you know, I want every single one of you yes. to be a part of that remnant. Amen. And we can walk through this together and we live through this together. And, um, and you fulfill your destiny. You know, that's my heart's desire as well, is for you to fulfill your destiny. And your mantle will help fulfill when you actually understand it. You're going to understand it when you read yeah. Kim Owen's book. When you read it, you're going to understand what that mantle means, and, and that leads to fulfilling your destiny. It's so exciting. So I, I want everybody to get this book one for $25 or three for $65. I love the friends and family. Get it to your pastor. Get it to your Sunday school teacher. Get it to whoever, whoever Holy Spirit leads you to give it to and give it to. And, um, you know, I just have to say, and then, of course, all the proceeds go to keeping Lori's house, keep it functioning so that we're saving unborn babies and taking care of their mamas and teaching them. And so all the proceeds go straight there. And so I just want to thank you for watching. Thank you for giving. Thank you for believing in what this cause that Jim and myself and Morningside and the whole, what we have in these last days to fulfill. And, and we will fulfill them. We're not giving up. I can tell you that right now. We're all in. Yes. We're in yes. all the way, just like you and Amen. your husband. Only way to be. It's the only way to That's be. That's right. right. That's right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You're amazing. You so I much, love you all. guys. It's an honor to have you come Thank all the you. way from oh, your my, hometown. my home, my hometown, <laughs> my hometown, Phoenix, Arizona, the <laughs> desert. You've got to love it. You never know what good can come out That's right. of the desert. That's right. In Jesus' name. We love you. Till next time, we'll see you. Thank you, Pastor Kim. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. You're a blessing. <laughs>